Hey, what is up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally. Sometimes I've been podcasting for about nine years, which is really, really weird to say, but it is the world's longest running interview style guitar podcast, at least as far as I'm aware. There have not been any other interview shows in this niche that have been around as long as mine has. Welcome to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing, a podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, or independent podcasters who want to do this full-time, gain clarity around why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like, and learn the steps you need to fast-track slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. Every single Monday, a successful podcaster with tens of thousands of listeners plus and a fully monetized show will leave you a five to 10 minute voice note sharing their stories, strategies, failures, and the mindset needed to grow a successful show. And today is one of those very special episodes. So I'm going to let Blake take it away. Hey, what is up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I've been podcasting for about nine years, which is really, really weird to say, but it is the world's longest running interview style guitar podcast, at least as far as I'm aware. There have not been any other interview shows in this niche that have been around as long as mine has. The show is currently getting around 40,000 downloads per month, which is kind of wild for me to think about because I started this on a hillside in Portland with my cell phone way back in the day. So this is a a crazy turn of events. It's led to opportunities to talk to some of my very, very favorite musicians, including Kyle Gass from Tenacious D, Kathy Valentine from The Go-Go's, Frank Iro from My Chemical Romance, Brian Fallon from The Gaslight Anthem, and the list goes on and on, along with some of my favorite guitar builders like Paul Reed Smith of PRS Guitars, and just a ton of very, very interesting folks from all different walks of life. I've recorded in green rooms, I've recorded in dirty old vans, I've recorded in the back of tour buses on giant, giant tours. I've gotten all kinds of really cool opportunities to talk to a lot of amazing people and have a lot of amazing experiences all through this show and our mutual love of guitars. Starting this podcast completely changed my life. Not only have I gotten the chance to get into all these situations that I have no business being in, but I was actually able to meet my friend and business partner, Scott, who was the founder of a company called Stringjoy. Stringjoy is a guitar string manufacturer in Nashville, Tennessee. In fact, they are the first actual guitar string manufacturer based in Nashville, which sounds really, really weird to say, but it's totally true. There have been other Nashville branded things but there has never been a guitar string manufacturer in Nashville before Stringjoy. Why do I say all that? Because they is actually we. I am a partner in the company, and I had absolutely no inkling or thought that I would be a partner in any kind of guitar product-based company before I started the podcast. But when I met Scott, we hit it off immediately, and it became very clear that we needed to work together in a more serious capacity. So I became a part owner of the company. Scott and I work together very closely, and Stringjoy is currently one of the fastest growing brands in the guitar industry, and that never, ever, ever would have happened if I hadn't started the podcast. So this has been a crazy journey for me. When did you know it was time to go all in on your podcast full-time slash quit your job? Now, that is a story that I tell quite often, actually. I knew before the podcast was actually successful. 
I found myself sitting in a Subway slash convenience store, Subway the restaurant. I was in the parking lot, actually. And I realized that I just was not happy with my career. I had worked really, really hard to get to where I was in my old job, but I was super, super unhappy on a daily basis. Not because of anything other than that job was just not a good fit for me. That career path was just not compatible with the way my weird creative brain is wired. So I started the podcast basically as an attempt to weasel my way into an industry that I was very passionate about, but I had no real ties to. So that's when I knew. But when I actually pulled the trigger was several years later. And that is something I want to impart to anybody who's trying to go down the same path is try to do both for as long as you can try to maintain that primary job and income because you're going to make mistakes with your business and make no mistake that podcasting is a business. So you will make mistakes. And if you have the income to support yourself off of, then those mistakes are a lot less painful. I essentially worked three jobs for about three to four years. I had my normal day job. I had the podcast and I did consulting work on the side in the social media marketing world. And those things combined together were able to let me leave my job in 2018. So it's been full time for me since 2018. I'm not really doing the consulting anymore. It's all the podcast and Stringjoy that supports me, primarily the podcast. The biggest mistake I made was as soon as the show started getting traction, and I say mistake, but it was really unavoidable. But if you run into this, I would implore you to try to find a different way. Anyway, as soon as my show was getting traction and I was getting consistent downloads, I had to have it take a back seat. Like I said, I was working three jobs and the show wasn't generating any revenue at that time. So there were multiple instances where I just wasn't able to record with a guest or get anybody on the schedule that worked with my schedule. And I kept saying, I'll get to it next week. I'll get to it next week. I'll get to it next week. And uh, it went like three months like that where I didn't record an episode. And I've heard from listeners who stuck it out that they were talking behind the scenes. I didn't even know. They thought I'd quit. They thought I'd pod faded, which is just a, a term that you may be familiar with where Podcasts just kind of slowly stop putting out content without actually saying anything. They thought that that's what had happened to me, too. So do not do that. If you have to take a break for some reason, at least get in there and record an episode discussing what's going on in your life. Be open. Be transparent with your listeners. They will be there for you if you let them know what's going on. If you have to take a break, please just let them know. Do not do what I did. I have no idea how many listeners I lost during that time frame that never came back. They never ever heard of me again because I stopped showing up in their RSS feed and that was the end of it. So let them know what's going on. They will come back if you are open with them. What do you think is the most important reason why your podcast has grown to over 10,000 downloads each month? I think a lot of that has to do with the guests, honestly, because I was a nobody. Getting cool guests on the show who have a cool story that already have a little bit of an audience was definitely like rocket fuel to getting this show up and over that barrier. Now, you have to do a good job. Once you have their attention, you have to be good at what you do. So constantly be practicing whatever your craft is, whether it's interviewing or whatever format you have for the show. Try to make it as good as you can because you can get their attention, but if they don't like what they're hearing, they're not going to stick with you. So the magic that I have found is 
people really tend to stick with my show once they're in it for a few episodes. So getting to that 10,000, I think, was largely due to leveraging other people's audiences, but getting people to stick around was me getting good at what I do. I'm constantly thinking about how to make it better. In the beginning, I was constantly thinking about how to get people to listen, and now I'm trying to get better. I have little notes in front of me when I record to try not to say certain things that I say all the time. I listen to other interviews with the purpose of not only enjoying the interview, but hearing how the host kind of steers it or doesn't steer it and what different styles and approaches are to the interview. I, I really focus on trying to get better at that and trying to make the guests feel comfortable and trying to let them express themselves. So Really, it's went from how do I grow the show to how do I get better at what I do? And that's been the biggest mindset shift. I've always wanted to be good. I never wanted to deliver a subpar product, though admittedly, in the early days, I definitely did. But shifting that mindset from how do I be the biggest to how do I be the best has been a game changer for me. Okay, tactically... Right now, I think the best thing you can do is still leveraging other people's audiences. So if you can get people to come on your show, even if you don't necessarily have an interview-based show, if you have something that's a little more topic-based where you and maybe a co-host go over things, you can still invite guests on to engage and participate in those conversations. It doesn't necessarily have to be an interview. So don't get stuck thinking that it's all on you and whatever you can drive. You can invite people on. People love to talk about themselves. Despite what you may think, people do like to talk about themselves, and sometimes it doesn't matter how big the show is. You can invite people on. You can leverage their audience to get more people paying attention to your show, and then they will stick around for your show if you resonate with them. So that would be one piece of advice that I don't think ever changes. Try to figure out how to leverage other people's audiences to grow your own because that's how I did it, and I don't see that tactic ever going away, no matter what social media is doing at the time. Mentally, there's really no easy way to say this. You just have to stick it out. You're going to go through times of self-doubt. You're going to go through times that are difficult. You're going to go through times where you want to quit. You're going to go through all these things. Everyone experiences it, and those who make it get through those times. You also don't want to compare yourself to other people. It is totally the thief of joy. What other people are doing has absolutely no bearing on what you are doing. Just because somebody else has a faster growing podcast than you or whatever, it doesn't mean anything. So don't look at somebody who had explosive growth as the goal, because the truth is most people don't have explosive growth. Most people who seem to have explosive growth either have a pre-existing audience or a lot of money or maybe both behind them. If you're starting from scratch and you're just your normal average everyday person, it's going to take you a lot of time, a lot of effort. It's going to be the lowest paying job that you ever have by hours because you're going to put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours into this thing. And more than likely for the first few years, you're not going to make any money. Even if you are lucky enough to get sponsors or get some Patreon supporters or some other form of monetization during that time, the first few years are going to be a grind. There is no way around that. So if you are a normal person, just realize that that's the grind that you're in for. You're not going to have some sort of explosive growth like some big A-list celebrity because the fact is those people already put in a lot of time to grow audiences that they could launch a podcast off of. You are starting from scratch and it's going to take some time, but it will work if you keep consistent, you keep with it, and you always keep learning.
Alrighty, folks, I hope that was helpful for you. I'm at the Tone Mob on basically every single social media platform if you want to hit me up. If you like guitar stuff, maybe you will like my interviews. If you like my style, maybe you'll like my interviews. I actually have some non-musicians who listen to the show as well. So if that is your thing, you can find the Tone Mob podcast wherever you get your audio podcasts. It's on Apple, Spotify, all the places. And I thank you for your time. Again, I hope this was helpful for you. I guess I've only signed off one way. So I guess I'll use my classic sign-off, even though it doesn't really make any sense in this context. My name is Blake, I've been your host, and I wish you good luck and good tones. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more from successful podcasters who've done it, who've been there and done that, who've built up an audience into the thousands, if you want to hear them share their experience with you every single Monday, be sure to subscribe to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing so you never miss an episode. And on Wednesdays, of course, we're going to help you gain clarity on why your podcast isn't growing and the simple steps you can start taking today to fast track a slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. My name is Anthony Winery, and you have been amazing. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you in Wednesday's episode.